0: Blah, blah, blah. So good to be with you guys this morning. Um, as we, as you guys know, we we're in our Bud God series, uh, and so excited to be sharing with you what God has shared with me in my heart over the last sort of two weeks in preparing this uh, this message. Um, I love I love this this message so much. Um, it probably sits at the top of our series uh, annually for me in in church. Just because, you know, we, we live in a world where every day we're trying to fight off something, we're trying to grow, we're trying to develop, we're trying to realize our potential, we're trying to fend off things that are, are coming our way that we didn't even ask for. You know, like you could be just driving by yourself. Actually, it's a true story. This happened to my wife. So She was driving on her own. She said a taxi hit her She didn't ask for it. <laughs> she didn't ask for it. No, but this this happens, right? Like this, like you, you're minding your own business, you you're in your own lane, and things are coming your way that you didn't ask for, and you have other response of road rage or whatever the case might be, but these things, these things come your way. You know, and and, and so we we come to church, I believe, sometimes, in part to to search for, for tools. That will empower us to respond correctly in in the society that we live in. We we come to church to to be equipped to see how we can grow, to to realize our true potential as it's been uh, deposited in us by our Lord Jesus Christ. And these tools are here, these tools are in the Bible, and these tools are in the music that we sing, in the worship that we say out loud. Like we're just saying now, we trust in God, our Savior. He never fails. That is, a, that is a tool in itself. But the Bad God series, for me, is not about that. The series is not about fighting, fending off, or giving tools to empower you. This series is about stopping. Just, just stopping. Resting your heart for the time that we do our Bad God series. There's no tool to fight off something. It's not even a time to grow, I would say that. It's a time just to stop. Stop the hustle. Stop defending. Just stop. He asks, but stop and do what? (laughs) Well, stop and remember. Remember what God has done for us. Stop and sit in His presence and reflect, as we did with these cards this morning. God, I was here, then you came, now I'm here. And maybe in the end, we just say thank you. Thank you for always being there for me. So in early June, I went to my 20-year high school reunion. And it was such an amazing time because... While it was my 20 year high school reunion, it was 30 years since I went to the school that I went to down in Grahamstown. So, a lot of the guys that I was seeing, and the girls, and the girls that were at at our sister school, that we were seeing there, I had known since we were eight years old. So, I'd arrived at boarding school as a seven year old, and these guys had been with me forever. We walked into this quad, and this quad was so massive when we were eight years old. It was huge, and the whole school could fit into this quad. And that tree was so big it was climbable, but then we walked there and we were like, "Oh, oh wow. Very, very, very different." We found our names engraved on these walls. This tradition started when the school was founded in 1885. There's my name at the bottom there. Some of the guys, so one of the names that stuck out for me was that C.J. McNaughton. So Chris, Chris um, uh, passed away in a car accident in our matric year. Um, but I remember walking and seeing his name and I got... Quite emotional because he'd been there, you know, we, he would, he was there since we were seven years old. We walked into the library, which had changed a great deal. There was a tree house at the corner where the painting is. The bookshelves used to sit this high, but now they were here. I found this picture of my first piano concert. This was probably 1996 or 97. In this picture, when we thought we were the manna, and the 13A rugby players, where all the world revolved around us, this is who we are. We got to replicate an old tradition called monkey dorm races. And so, what you do here is there's this, it's called backwards. So as you see in that previous picture, you, you walk backwards like this and you do the same thing walking forwards. And then you do this thing called the monkey and then you do the walking and the running and it's a race between the interhouses, And it was just so joyful. There was just so much happiness in, in this moment. Then we went to the, to, the, to the school chapel. This was probably the longest hour of our lives. The longest hour of our lives, reciting Anglican book hymns and Eucharists and the breaking of the bread. And some guys, you'd look cross and they'd just be sleeping. It's never ending prayer like this. Some guys would re- reminisce that somehow, somehow, you would never be able to find them at the church, but they'd be the first ones at breakfast after church. This was us at 14 years old. That's me second from the right. This was our first year, and this was 1999, so we were in grade 8 back then. Then we got older, and we were 16 years old. I know what you're thinking. What happened? (laughs) Well, I ate something, okay? Food, a lot of it. And this was us as as 16-year-olds again, Winners of the Interhouse Rugby Tournament. And then this was us as first team rugby players, all grown up, all mature, and this is us now. Same guys I'd known since I was seven years old. There was no hustle. There was no, what are you doing in life that's making you wealthy? It was, how are you? I remember do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, do you remember? Do you remember? It was, it was, it was, the, it was the most amazing time for us. In all those pictures though, in all of this, what, I, what stuck out for me in preparing for this was throughout all that development was a lot of happiness a lot of heartbreak, a lot of peer pressure, a lot of wins and a a lot of losses, a lot of lies and a lot of truth, a lot of insecurities and a lot of self-doubt. But as I look at that young man developing, I see that there was a lot of God in there. He was there every step of the way. As the seven-year-old boy, who didn't know what was going on. To a 16-year-old boy who thought, the world is starting to evolve around me. To the 18-year-old first-team rugby player who thought the world really revolved around me. <laughs> and then being knocked down as a first-year varsity student to go, the world is so big. What am I, what, what am I here for? What is this all about? He was there. Our but God moments are exactly these moments. They replicate the essence of who God is in us throughout our life journey and who we are in God. So much of our our Christian life, our our walk in faith is embedded in this. So, So God wants us to remember. Jesus wants us to live in a spirit of remembrance, right? Like if you think of, of what Easter weekend is about. Easter weekend is, is about the heart of remembrance. If you look at what he was doing at the Last Supper, in Luke 22:19, 19, he says, and he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and, and gave it to them saying, this is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember who I am in you. Often, when we tell our life stories and we try to think of things, of people's like, so tell me a little bit about yourself. We we tell our life stories very linearly, right? And 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 so, and and the risk of that always is that things become quite st- statistical. If I said that right, statistical, yes. So in December, for example, I know this is a crude example, but in December, for example, they, they report on the death toll on the National Road. So they'll be like, oh, 100 people died, and then 500 people died. And, and what that misses is, is what's actually happened to people and their homes and their communities and the people that they support. So, so when you tell us, we tell our stories, we tell it very linearly, I was here, 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 but we miss the heart of what's actually happened in our lives, we miss that. We we don't dig deep enough in in the joys and, the, and and the and the celebrations and even most importantly in the pains and the sorrows. A lot of a lot of books that are written around successful businessmen are very good at doing that. They'll be like, "Oh no, I was poor. I wasn't eating much, and then I got into a job opportunity. Now I own five cars and t- which is fantastic. But the, the the story of going to bed hungry is something that. We miss in that story, right? And so the Bad God series is about not, is exactly about stopping and remembering. Sinking deep into those moments where you were like, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how I was going to get through. I didn't know. I was unsure of. Maybe, like Justy was saying today, maybe you, you're still going through something and you don't know how, it's going to, how long it's going to last. We're trying to keep it together, maybe behind closed doors. Sometimes you drop the kids off at school and you turn around. As you get to the next stop street, you're breaking down into tears, crying because you just don't know what's next. And this life, like I said, has got a bad habit of kicking and kicking hard. It's been a year of Interest rate interest rate hikes. At the end of each month, we were told to tighten our belts. Something's coming, and true as Bob, the interest rates would get increased more and more, and we braced ourselves. Load shedding moved from stage three to stage six to stage four to stage this, and suddenly the show, you know, you realize this, the show must go on, so now people are like, oh, buy an inverter, or buy this, or get this, but you're like... I know it makes sense, but where am I going to get the money for that? Where am I supp- how am I supposed to do that? But life is going, the show must go on. The price of fuel has just gone up. Diesel by two rand 84 cents and petrol by one rand 71. The, the time to fill up your tank is one thing, but when it really hurts is when you go buy your next loaf of bread. And you realize, sure, we are in some tough times. And of course, this, the murmurs of 2024 are starting to unearth themselves. Who will govern? Who will be the next president? Who will be the next governing party? How do we survive all this? How did we survive all All of that, if you go back into 2022, 2021, 2020, throughout the COVID years, how did we survive all that? But that's not a rhetorical. How did we survive all that? I think we must know how we survived all that. We can't ask it as a rhetoric. We must really dig deep. How did we get here? How are we here? And so... I think that sits in our bad God story. We must know our bad God story. We must must remember our bad God story and we must tell our bad God story. We are lost without our bad God story. The reason being is so much of what happens in society, there's a lot of information coming your way, right? There's a lot of people like giving you the next best advice and, you know, like your sources of references telling you that this is the version of the truth or this is the truth and so on. But something's got to filter that in your, in your own space. Something's got to go, this makes sense in this way and that sits with this community in our, in our Christian community, in our Bad God stories. What happens when we don't know our bad God story? Well, we'll turn to the Bible and and just for some context. So we're going to look at Judges 2, 6 to 14. The context of what's happening here is that Moses has now led the Israelites out of the promised land. He doesn't make it. And so Joshua has taken over as the leader of the Israelites. He takes them into the promised land, into the land of milk and honey, and they defeat some giants. And then, this is where we pick it up from. After Joshua had dismissed the Israelites, they, were taken, they, they went to take possession of, of the land, each of the, in their own inheritance. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun. The servant of the Lord died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance, in Timnath, here is, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After After that, whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors. Another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in Jesus in the eyes of the Lord and served Baal's. They forsook the Lord, and the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped various, of, of various gods of the peoples around them. They aroused the Lord's anger because they forsook Him and served Baal and the other Ashtoreths. In His anger against Israel, the Lord gave them into the hands of the raiders who had plundered them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around whom they were no longer able to resist whenever israel went out to fight the hand of the lord was against them to defeat them just as he had sworn them to, sworn to them they were in distress to paraphrase this it says that a whole generation grew that didn't know the lord you think about that think of, i mean in the context of Being 400 years a slave, right? And then there's a a leadership that tells the story. We were slaves for 400 years and then God freed us and then took us here and then this happened and God was with us. And then somebody stops telling the story. A generation stops telling the story and suddenly they go, oh, we are here because we are the strongest. Oh, we are the best. We we can conquer everybody. It's no longer about God. It's about what we can do. And that's what happened to these Israelites a whole generation who did not know their bad God story grew to serve other gods, and God just said, that's, that's your baby. And he left them to their enemies. They were lost without their bad God story. Like I said, they had for, they'd forgotten that there were 400 years of slavery in them but God had heard their cry and sent them Moses and Aaron. They had forgotten that Pharaoh refused to free them, but God sent Egypt plagues that would ravage the land of their slavery. They had forgotten that Pharaoh and his army chased them through the desert, through the sea, but, but God closed the mouth of the sea and that not none of them of Pharaoh's army would make it out alive. They had forgotten that they were hungry in the desert, but, and they were hot in the desert. But God covered them with a great cloud, drew water from a rock, and gave them manna so that they would never go hungry. They had forgotten that they had arrived in the land of their inheritance, where they met what they called the unconquerable giants from the Canaanites. But each enemy was delivered into the hands of the Israelites. The sad thing about this generation, like I said, is that it's not just they forgot about it. They didn't know about it because the generation before stopped telling their bad God story. So let's tell our bad God stories. If you don't know where to start, it sits right in the good book. Start with the greatest miracle of all time. In the beginning. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that amazing? That there was this pitch black, there was nothingness. But God, in the beginning, created heaven and earth. Night and day, he spoke and it was. Animals that roam our valleys, fish that swim in the sea, stars in the universe at night. In the beginning, but God. Or a story of, of little David, who some would call the runt of the family, but God would call him a man after his own heart. Or Solomon, the wisest of God's chosen leaders, who would choose wisdom over wealth, and he would display it in ways that were unimaginable. Or the story of Paul, who was first called Saul, this man who was the persecutor of of all of Christ's believers, but God, I see potential in this man. We will call him Paul, and he will be the greatest author of all the books and the evangelists that would write the story that would reach all of us today. Or tell the story of a young child born in a manger who came to save us all, who would be beaten and thrashed as an adult, who would die for our sins, but God would conquer death and He would rise again so that you and I would be free. Tell your bad God story. It says in in Romans 5 verse 8 that God demonstrates his own love for us through this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The story of God, the story of our bad God moments is a promise that God would never leave us or forsake us. No matter how much and how often we mess up, His goodness is always around us. Tell your bad God story that no matter how much you pursue, no matter how much you chase, God says, don't profit the world and lose your soul. And he hangs on to that. And if you're still going through some stuff right now, Jesus is saying, come to me, you who are broken and weary. Let your burdens rest before me and I will give you rest. That is our bad God moments. Our bad God moments aren't a history lesson. Our bad God moments are about moments for now. They are with us every step of the way in every journey. Says, If I need evidence that God is good, I'll look at that seven-year-old boy and go, look at where you are right now. You're growing, you've still got potential, you're still learning, you're still making mistakes, but God is still with you. So I want to encourage us to to go back into the heart of, of what this worship is. You know, the beautiful thing about church is... We get inspired by music. We get inspired by, by song. But there are times when the music does fade. It does. It, there's a lot of silence. And all you have is, is just who you are, the, the essence and the roars of who you are. And, and what Jesus did for us on the cross is he made it all about us. He said, I want to partake in the heavenly kingdom with these people so he died for our sins. And so what we do sometimes is we then make it about us. We go, because he died for our sins so that I might be free, I am, I am, I am. But the heart of worship maybe is not about it. it's about me, it's about who he is in me. So as you journey on into this series, as you find and figure out your bad God story that exists still today on the goodness of who God is, on the richness of his life. Just remember he never forsakes you. He'll never leave you. He's always been there through all the pain in this fallen world. We make it about him. We say, thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. I love today because of what you did for me. You kept running after me time and time again. The band is going to, to play for us and Tim is gonna come up as, as I close, do remember your bad God story. Think of your bad God story. Know your bad God story. Sit in it, not in its linear, not in its, its paraphrase, in its detail, in its pain, in its joy, in its tears, in its doubt, in the, all the anxiousness, in, in the loneliness of it. And then remember, bad God said he would be with me every step of the way. Amen.